Welcome to episode 42 of 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed, even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers, and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This episode's called High Maintenance. Being hard to manage at work is very short-sighted. I rode a big green bus I could see everything from the upper deck If your name is Paul McCartney, you may feel entitled to be demanding. Why shouldn't one of the world's most famous musicians come to work with an I-know-best attitude? But when things don't go Paul's way, there are reports of the ex-Beatle throwing a tantrum that includes yelling at those trying to help him. If you have the highest standards for your work, like McCartney, Madonna or Beyoncé, you can perhaps be forgiven for imposing your will on others trying to serve you. Being hard to manage at work can be toxic, though, even for people brilliant at their job. Nor will your talent come with a fail-safe insurance policy to protect you from losing out on significant opportunities. For example, admiration for the genius of Steve Jobs at Apple should be put in a proper context. Frankly, he was mighty bad news in the early days of running the company. The problem was that Steve Jobs earned himself a reputation for being difficult to work with. He obsessed over details, often at the expense of his team's feelings and deadlines. His talent did not stop him from being pushed out of Apple by an unhappy board of directors. True, much later he returned in triumph. Yet there are many stories of how he continued to make it challenging for people to work with him. Being labelled as over-demanding or problematic to work with can damage your prospects. It can place an invisible question mark over your head about your long-term aim of being a success. Those responsible at work for handling challenging behaviour say things like, she spends more time looking for another job than the one we gave her. She's convinced that nothing we do for her is good enough. Yes, terrific in the job, but he always acts like he's indispensable. He's reluctant to turn up at our meetings. She sticks rigidly to her view and makes it hard to collaborate. She's responsible for that, but refuses to accept the implications. Once you acquire an unwelcome reputation for being high maintenance, people may start avoiding you. At first you may not notice, but they may even exclude you from events discussions, or sharing vital information. Soon you find yourself out of the loop because nobody wants to be around someone selfish, complicated, or insensitive. So what are the signs that you might be high maintenance? Well, first, you get by through delivering only enough to give others hope that there'll be more, but it never comes. Second, you keep offering up inferior work compared to others. You may not know that right away and assume that all is well. Soon enough, though, you'll start receiving negative feedback. If that happens, avoid drifting along underperforming. Instead, make sure that your work meets the organization's quality standards. Third warning sign is that you keep making mistakes. While forgivable, these force others to keep doing damage limitation due to your deficiencies hoping it will get better or not caring, are poor strategies for success. The opposite of being high maintenance is being easy to work with. People gravitate towards you and new opportunities 
keep coming your way. There are many, many small steps you can take to be anti-high maintenance. Over-talking and taking up more than your fair share of airtime is a typical sign of high maintenance. Let people know that you've done talking. This is more than just giving a social cue. When speaking to a co-worker or your boss, pay attention to when the conversation is wrapping up. A clear sign of being challenging to work with is you can't seem to stop talking. Be on time. It's one of the easiest ways to make yourself seem more valuable. Your co-workers won't see you as a drag on a project. Seniors or supervisors realize you can handle minor issues like being there when it matters. Control your emotions. The high-maintenance label usually lands on those who can't seem to contain their anger. Feelings may stop them from seeing the difference between trivia and essential matters. Also, watch out for being seen as a complainer. Sometimes, being constructive at work can sound like whining. One way of checking the difference is that complainers rarely have a solution. Instead, they keep bringing up the same issue without knowing what to do. You show you're interested in moving a project along if you're constructive. Another sure way to prevent people from seeing you as high maintenance is to get things done. Don't overthink about who gets the credit when you start a task. Your reputation will grow because you often reach the end quicker than expected. So what action am I suggesting? First, search out one problem to solve and shine by owning the solution. Secondly, look closer at the opportunities you already have or can create to keep your job interesting. And thirdly, accept constructive criticism and show minor improvements to confirm your ability to change. And my takeaway from all of this? Become aware of what makes a high-maintenance person at work and be sure that your brand is that you're easy to work with. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the 50ways.site, where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, transcripts, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Thanks for listening, and bye for now, until next week.